0: held over there in South uh, Africa I'd certainly highly recommend um, it has a huge reputation for its atmosphere um, which other races have had that I've done I thought yeah it's pretty good but this is absolutely mind-blowing um, the Africans certainly certainly know how to celebrate um, it is really one epic event and something you should seriously consider doing so uh, so this year yeah, held on 9th of June from Durban, um, which is at sea level up to Peter Maritzburg. So that's the two cities that runs in between every year. Um, This year was 87 kilometres, so it was the up year running from Durban at sea level, like I said, up to Peter Maritzburg, that I think sits at about 620 metres above sea level. Um, so it's called up because you're climbing up to Peter Maritzburg And then the following year, generally, I say generally, which I'll explain in a second, they change direction and you run from Peter Maritzburg down to Durban, so it's the down year. So it normally alternates up, down, up, down. Uh, this year was the 94th running of the event, so it's been obviously running for a long time. It's the biggest participated ultramarathon in the world and the longest running ultramarathon in the world. It's 90, uh, so yeah, 94th year and it's on the road. Um, So this year was an up year, Um, the reason I said um, the next two years is actually going to be a down year, two consecutive years running down, I think it's got something to do with an anniversary, um, but uh, you can probably look further into that um, on the internet why they're running two consecutive down years, but they are running two consecutive down years, so uh, if you want to run up you're going to have to wait till 2022, Um, it's a completely different race, up and down, obviously distance is the same running between the two cities, but it's a completely different race, the way you actually have to go about it, and obviously the demands within the body. So um, I'll sort of just sort of go through um, how it all sort of unfolded. So uh, so yeah, so look, it's 86.93Ks this year, 87Ks, generally it varies here and there, but generally around 87 to 90Ks. It's been under 90k's for a few years now, um, so it's pretty solid on the road. It's gonna knock your legs around, so seriously, you have to do some some decent training there um, to deal with that. Um, I know I stayed in in a hotel. Um, Pretty much a 70 meter walk from the start line in Durban. It's called the Royal Hotel, as in the royal family, the Royal Hotel, which is which um, is fine. It's an old old hotel that's sort of um, back from the 9th century, so it's been around for a while. I bet It's had a few upgrades, but it's fine. Um, so you know something I'd recommend, um, just because you know basically wake up, walk across the street, and you're at the start line, which is really really great on race morning when you've got anxiety and all those stresses and nerves. Um, it's good to be so close to the to the start line. Um, now the way it works is um, uh, there's an expo on that opens up on the Thursday of race week. You pretty much head in there um, with some ID, um, driver's license, passport, whatever it might be. Pick up your little goodies bag um, and in there you'll find um, all the normal marketing, advertising stuff. But you also get, if you're an international runner, you get a little bit of wristband that you put around your wrist that um that you um have on during the race because the way that works is at the end of it the international runners can actually get into a tent where you pick up some tucker and have a good feed and you also pick up your what they call the tote bag so it's like um a bag that you leave at the finish line with with any gear that you actually may want and you won't actually be able to pick up that bag at the finish line unless you've actually got that international wristband on um, you'll also um pick up um your bibs, obviously. Um, Comrades actually has a front and a rear bib, so you gotta put two bibs on. Um, And on that bib, um, if you're an international runner, it'll be like like a blue-coloured background bib. It'll also show you um, what uh, wave you start in, so like wave A to, I think it's wave F or G that it goes down to. And that basically goes on your qualifying time, so like sub 3, run off on run, you'll get into group A, and so on and so on. I can't remember exactly um, how it all works, but maybe 3.20, sub 3.30 gets you into group B, whatever it might be. But it's all on on the comrade.com website. So you start in waves, Um, the race starts at 5.30 a.m. Um, so the gun goes off. Um, if you know anything about comrades or anything, if you don't, you can jump on and have a look. Um, they they play um, some music, you know, Chariots of fire, and um, they play uh, this uh, South African song. I can't remember the name, of it, I probably should have should have tried to remember it. But it's a very emotional, moving song, and all the South Africans are singing it. Um, and then uh, the famous uh, crow call and the cannon goes off, and the, and the race starts at 5:30. So. Um, so the, your, your time begins from when the gun goes off. So basically, if you're up the front, fantastic. You know, you're, gonna, you're gonna cross that timing chip. Um, within um, you know, 10 or 15 seconds of the gun going off, but if you're at the back of the wave, um, back of the group, 25,000 runners, it could take 5 or 6 minutes before you start that cross line. So you're sort of a little bit behind the ball already, because the way Comrades works is there is um, cut-offs along the way, including the uh, the famous uh, final cut-off at 12 hours, So 5.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. All runners who do not finish by 5.30 p.m., they pretty much at 5.30, they, they they uh, form a a human line across the finish line and uh, yeah you um, basically haven't haven't officially finished the race and you won't pick up a medal Um, so pretty pretty hard Um, generally i went to watch it um, the the, the 12 hour gun go off um, just to get involved in the emotion and see these um, distraught runners who were so close but uh, didn't uh, unfortunately didn't make it to the finish so it's pretty 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 heartbreaking, um, but that's some of the attraction of comrades. Now there's also cutoffs along the way, um, can't remember the exact cutoffs, again, they're on the website, there's one, you know, maybe 50k in and 60k in and 70k in, or whatever it might be. So um, if you're sort of just qualified to get into comrades um, and you're in those last waves, then clearly um, all those people are always trying to make that next, um, the next cutoff keeping an eye on their watch. Um, what also happens over there with, with the sort of second half of the people running is, is runners form a, a group they call a bus and someone volunteer to become the bus driver and basically um, just try to keep everyone moving on at a good pace so they can make those cutoffs and also ultimately make that final cutoff at 5.30, that 12 hour cutoff. Um, so that's that's another another option to do it. You can sort of take your mind off what's actually going on, and uh, there's a lot of singing and chanting, and there's a lot of um. It's to comrades, so there's a lot of camaraderie and people helping each other out. So that's another way that you can actually sort of cope to actually get get through the actual distance. Um, there's the option that I took on is to actually um, give a little bit of money to one to one of the South African teams, um, and that enables you to. Um, to have drop bags, uh, three, three drop bags along the way, three drop bag stations. Um, so that was uh, kilometre 38, kilometre 58, and kilometre 73. Um, That enables you to put in extra, any nutrition, um, any uh, gear, I had a uh, spare set of shoes in there kilometre 58 just in case I was having issues with the shoes I was wearing and just wanted to change it out, blisters or maybe comfort or whatever it might be, so socks or you know anything like that, so that's a good option um, to use um, and I'd certainly highly recommend it. Um, just have extra food in there. You may not know what you can stomach at the time, what you may feel like, but that way you can just put it all in. At least when you get there, you've actually got another option.
1: Now on the on
0: the as far as stations go, there's a station, they seem to be coming up all the time, every one and a half, two Ks. Um, now they actually provide um, water and these little um, uh, plastic satchels that you just sort of bite into with your teeth and you can um, and just um, get little bits, or you can you know, buy a big gulp in it and take the whole thing. So you have got the water in the satchels. You also got like a Gatorade. I think they call it Energe Energy or Energe or something like that. So it's like a Gatorade also. So a sports drink also in those satchels. Um, and then you've got all the normal uh, you know, bits of fruit and lollies and all those sorts of things you can pick up along the way. Um, now being an up here, um, obviously it has a history <laughs> or. A, it has a reputation of obviously the first 37-40k being uphill, um, you know they say it will be the hardest marathon you'll ever do just due to that elevation um, climb. Um, it's certainly, I, what I want to share with you is I never really sort of got an indicator of actually how these climbs were. Now they're generally sitting under an average of about I would say five maybe seven percent. Um, I used to be a cyclist, so i sort of get to know what a 5% climb is and a 10% climb is or whatever it might be. So there's nothing, it's not nice as if you come around a corner and, and, and see a hill and go, oh my god, I can't believe how steep that is. Um, you know, like 30, 37 k's with, it. I think you climb about a thousand or twelve hundred meters in total in that marathon. Um, I think it's a thousand meters in the first 37 k's, so it is a thousand meters, a fair amount of climbing, but it is over 37 k's. So um, some of the climbs, I think the longest climb, um, Boaters Hill, is um, 3, 32 kilometres long and an average of about 5-6%, so that's sort of what you're looking at. The other climbs are maybe 1.5-2k climbs, averaging 5-6, maybe. There's some peaks in there about seven or eight, but they're not very long, so they're just sort of long gradual climbs. I mean, if you've done Sydney Surf in Sydney and you know the Heartbreak Hill, it's sort of similar like that, but they're just a little bit longer, so it's not 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 too bad. But yeah, you are climbing on the up here for, for that uh, for the first 37, 40 k, and there's still climbs along the way. You have got the famous five five hills. Um, um, I think it starts with Cowies Hill, then you get into. Uh, which is about 16k in, then Fields Hill which is about half marathon, about 21k in and then you get to uh, bothers Hill, I think they're the pronouns Hill, uh, Botus Hill, um, it's about 35k in Um, and then you get to, uh, I think it's pronounced as Chunga, Chunga about 45k in, so basically within the first you got four of those big climbs out of the way and then at about 76k in you hit uh, Little Polly's and 80k in is poly poly shorts. So um, poly shorts is probably steepest climb. It's about 1.2k long. I think it averages about 7 or 8%. So it's a decent climb, especially 80k in. Um, the other thing that what a lot of people do is they, they do this walk run strategy. Um, believe it or not, even the guys who um, pick up silver medals, sub seven and a half, um, are still doing uh, walk run strategies. Um, in the 50s, 60s, you know, seven hours into a run and you come to a five or six percent climb you know generally sometimes you bit off just um, doing a walk run strategy or just walking it. Um, uh, I was just quickly touching my race. My race went pretty pretty sour after about 45 k kg. Nutrition problems, stomach issues, couldn't keep anything down. Um, I, um, I did something you should never do and did something new on race day when due to the fact that I was going to pick up um, any more liquid, any more of my bottles to um, 38k in, which is basically just over a three hour mark. Um, I uh, made up a concentrate, now the concentrate was too high in carbohydrates and sodium and uh, after a few hours my body was repelling on it and uh, I really never bounced back from that so yeah, just you know, always, always um, think about what you're going to be taking in if you're going to have your own stuff, I mean you can just drink what they provide you but if you're going to do the three transition bags along the way like I mentioned and you got your own nutrition, um, just make sure it's tried and tested in in training, don't make a mistake, I did. So um, yeah, the second half for me was was, um, pretty average. And then towards the end of the race, it just came down to muscular fatigue and cramping, all those rest of the things. There's people dropping like flies, um, there's medics out there, there's people out there trying to assist as best you can, but some people get in the stage where they just cannot uh, continue on for, for various reasons and they end up um, in these buses. Um, um, there's also medics out there with ambulances and unfortunately seeing people getting put in an ambulance with only 5 or 6k to go is, is pretty heartbreaking. I um, certainly didn't want to be one of them so I just kept moving as best as possible. Um, for what it's worth, I, uh, I finished in, um, in 8 hours 40 um, and um, it, was, it was a tough day and I'll be going back to try to, um, to remedy um, those, those issues I had out there. Um, it's certainly worth going back for because it's an incredible race. Okay, so you've got the distance, it's all on road, it's hard, the uphill is, um, is, is it is up. Um, I think it's, tra- no, it's for, for the whole 87 k's it was 1800 metres of total climbing. Um, and like I said, um, going from sea level to, and, and Peter Marinsburg sits at uh, 600 metres above sea level. Now the highest part of the course is about, I think it was about I think it was about 50, maybe it was about 60k, in, and it's about 820 meters above sea level. You sort of run along a ridge for about 20k. So, so basically 30, 37, 40k. There's a, there, there's 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 that climbing. Then you run along a ridge where you sort of, I mean, it's not flat. It's still ups and downs. I don't think there's hardly any flat on the course at all. Um, so you're always going ups and downs. Um, but there's a lot of ridge when you're actually running along the the, the highest part of the course f- course for about 20k. So what I mean is there's no real big long climbs, so you can sort of still roll up and down them um, but yeah I mean towards the end when you're really fatigued even the downhills are, are hurting so um, that's what would make a downhill that I possibly may go back next year for so tough you've already ran 50 55k the last 25 30k is downhill and destroy your quads um, and you know really really lighting up the knees so that would be people think that downhill would be easier I don't know if it would be think you're running downhill for 25-30k fatigue, shattered, banged up legs, oh, I don't know, but anyway, I may find out anyway. So so that's the go, um, tough race, um, seriously you've got to um, have a fair amount of k's in your legs before you actually go over there. Um, and um, and yeah, depending on uh, how fast you go, depends on what sort of medal you get. So the top ten get the gold medal, and then uh, that's generally the winner this year was in 531. Um, the female. Um from South Africa, it was the first female ever to run under six hours, and she uh, won by ten minutes. So she went 5:58, so that's uh, that's an incredible time. Um, but yeah, generally the winners are around about the 5:30 to the 5:40 mark, and um, the top ten guys who um, are under six hours will get the gold medal. And then there's a medal from uh, from the six to uh, to seven and a half, and then there's uh, it's not for the six to uh, seven, I think it is. Um, And then the 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 silver medal sub sub seven and a half, so so um and then from seven thirty to nine hours is is the Billy Rowland medal and then they go they introduce a new medal this year from nine to ten and then from ten to um eleven 30 or 11 hours you get the bronze and then there's another medal that you get if you just sub-12. But again it's all on the website but there are a lot of people out there trying to get a particular medal so they're actually trying to run at a particular pace to either be sub-9 or sub-10.30 or sub-11 or like I said just get the bronze medal and know sub-12 or whatever it might be. So there's, um, there's also a lot of other uh, incentives out there besides just finishing it. You know, people who may have never picked up a silver medal might be trying to go sub 7.30, people who never picked up a Bill Ryan medal might be going to sub 9.00. So there's all those like little incentives out there. at the end of the day, it's a long hard day, you're out there for a long time, so it's basically pacing you off as slow as you possibly can, that's still comfortable. Um, to get the 7.30, the, uh, the silver medal, that's an average of 5.11. So it's not, it's, it's not a real fast race, it's been out just um, yeah, it's a race of nutrition and nutrition. Um, it's a race of just being able to keep ticking over. And uh, like I said, Sub 9, you definitely can still be doing a lot of walking. You pretty much walk most of those climbs and still be able to go sub 9. So it's just been out, pace yourself out there, hydrate well, uh, get your nutrition right, and um, and hopefully um, hopefully you'll, you'll get to the finish. But the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. Um, I went on safari before I went to the race and uh, got up there, and that was incredible. Um, Cape Town, um, I'll, I'll do next time when I'm, when I'm over there. It looks absolutely beautiful. The Tabletop Mountains, and those uh, are an incredible. National Park and the views from top of those mountains down over Cape Town looks incredible so um, So yeah so yeah hopefully you got something out of that um, it, it's certainly put it on your list if, if you're able um, to, to actually get over there and you certainly will not be disappointed just make sure you get those Ks, K's in your legs um, so that you're actually ready for it. Let's again guys. The quality of these podcasts will improve as I invest in some better gear, so hang in there. All the best for your training. Any races coming up. Be safe.